Welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're in Hosea chapter 2, following up what we learned in Hosea 1. On one hand, God is using Hosea to send a message of judgment and warning to the people of Israel. This is often the job of a prophet for their sin, for their unfaithfulness. Of course, this is the northern kingdom of Israel. And he even had Hosea name a couple of his kids, No Mercy and Not My People. And this is a reflection of what God is viewing the people of Israel as. He's not going to show mercy to Israel, and he's going to regard them as not his people. At the same time, at the end of that, he said that they would be restored. They would be children of the living God, and that he would save them. And so both of these are going on. This has been the same tension from the beginning of our study of the prophets. On one hand, sin must be punished. Unfaithfulness must be dealt with harshly. This is an affront to the character of God. He's holy. He's righteous. He's perfect. He can't let this stuff slide. And so it needs to be punished at the same time. He's compassionate and he has a heart to save his people from their sin. Obviously, we know that that's going to culminate and only be possible through the perfect life and the 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 death of Jesus Christ for all sin and then his resurrection. This is not something that we're ever going to see humans achieve They're not going to ever repent fully or obey perfectly. And so at the end of all this, God's going to have to come up with an answer other than human effort. And that's where we're headed throughout the whole Old Testament. That's what these prophecies and the major and minor prophets are pointing toward. Today in chapter 2, we're going to see the metaphor of a marriage that Hosea has with an adulterous wife. And that is a metaphor for Israel's adulterous relationship with the Lord. Say to your brothers, you are my people, and to your sisters, you have received mercy. This is following up on the end of chapter one. Then it goes on, plead with your mother, plead, for she is not my wife, and I am not her husband, that she put away her whoring from her face and her adultery from between her breasts, lest I strip her naked and make her as in the day she was born and make her like a wilderness and make her like a parched land and kill her with thirst. Upon her children also I will have no mercy because they are children of whoredom. For their mother has played the whore. She who conceived them has acted shamefully. For she said, I will go after my lovers who give me bread and and water, wool and flax and oil and drink. Therefore, I will... Hedge her, hedge up her way with thorns. I will build a wall against her so that she cannot find her paths. She shall pursue her lovers, but not overtake them. She shall seek them, but not find them. Then she shall say, I will go and return to my first husband, for it was better for me then than now. Check this out. Let's stop right there one second. Can you relate to this? I I hope you can. I know I can that when we are tempted to stray from the Lord, this is pretty strong language, whoring, but when we're tempted to make idols out of things, worship things, give our affections to things that were never intended to be the objects of our affection in the way that the Lord alone is intended to be the object of our affection. I I heard somebody just today talk about how our hearts are idol-making factories. 
Every one of us has this in us. Every one of us wants to worship things and give our affections to things that are other than the Lord. And as we pursue these things, we go after them, and but we can't ever find satisfaction in them. We chase and chase and go, and finally we come to the conclusion, Lord willing, if the power of the Holy Spirit is strong in us, that says, you know what, forget about this. I'm going to quit chasing after those useless idols, and I'm going to turn to my return to my first husband. I'm going to return to the Lord because he's better than all this garbage that I'm chasing after. Verse eight, she did not, and she did not know that it was I who gave her the grain, the wine and the oil, and who lavished on her silver and gold, which they used for bail. In other words, all these things I've blessed her with, she's turned on me and turned them into objects of worship. Reminds me of the golden, the gold or the bronze serpent in Numbers 21, did a devotion about that. I won't get into it right now, but you can go back and listen to it. They took what God gave them for good and turned it into a false idol that had to be crushed up by Hezekiah when he came as a righteous king. Therefore, I will take back my grain in its time and my wine in its season, and I will take my wool and my flax, which were to cover her nakedness. Now I will uncover her lewdness in the sight of her lovers, and no one shall rescue her out of my hand. And I will put an end to all her mirth, her feasts, her new moons, her Sabbaths, and all her appointed feasts. These are pagan worship things. And I will lay waste to her vines and her fig trees, of which she said, These are my wages, which my lovers have given me. And I will make them a forest, and the beasts of the field shall devour them. And I will punish her for the feast days of the Baals, when she burned offerings to them and adorned herself with her ring and jewelry and went after her lovers and forgot me, declares the Lord. So judgment is coming and judgment should necessarily come when people sin. When people forsake God the way that the people of Israel have, when they forsake the covenant that he set up with them, when they turn from him, the one true God, the creator of the universe who is to be praised forever, and they worship pieces of wood and pieces of gold, his wrath should come down fiercely because he's holy and he's righteous and he cannot stand idly by while people are worshiping something else, while his own people are turning from him. This is not a mean God. This is not an unjust God. This isn't a God who's taken it too far. This is a God who is simply carrying out the consequences of what happens when sin and unrighteousness threatens his very character. We can be very thankful that he came up with that ultimate final solution. He made him who knew no sin, Jesus Christ, to become sin so that we could be the righteousness of God. Friends, you and I don't have the uh, the ability, we're not good enough even on our best day to be righteous enough to please God. And God knows this. He knew this then. He knows this now. And Jesus Christ is that righteousness. He lives perfectly for us. He doesn't whore about. He doesn't sin against God. And he paid the penalty for our sin, death, which we owe while he was living righteously, so that when we put our faith and our trust in him, the risen Savior, we can be clothed in his righteousness, we can have our penalty mark paid, and we can have our whoring about 
our idol worship, among other things, sins that we commit forgiven. And this is very, very good news, even amidst the bad news of how ugly our sin and our unfaithfulness is before God. The Daily Dose is a partnership between four ministries. First is Christian Crusaders, where you can find weekly 30-minute worship services at christiancrusaders.org, and where you can hear engaging interviews and other content on one of our three podcasts. Second is Fresh Wind Worship, whose weekly worship services are available on their YouTube channel, Fresh Wind Ministries, and linked to their Facebook page, Fresh Wind Worship. Third is the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, whose conference videos are available at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. And please consider joining us for our 100th annual conference on Saturday, July 31st through Saturday, August 7th in 2021. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online Christian mentor, please visit issuesiface.com, which is provided by Power to Change Digital Strategies, our fourth partnering ministry. Please subscribe to this podcast, leave a five-star review, and prayerfully consider financially supporting one of our partnering ministries. And check our episode notes for links and more details. Thank you for listening, and may God richly bless you.